Hello, this is Tyler G, and I wanted to tell you a little bit about Zavi. Z-A-V-V-I. They have a bunch of pop culture items, all the way from figurines, statues, DVDs, to clothing. And especially if you're interested in clothing, they have a lot of cool items that you can find at the link in my bio on Instagram. And also, if you use my code, BATMANFIGS30, you'll get 30% off and free shipping on any of the Terror collection right now, which is a bunch of shirts like Halloween, Shining, and a bunch of other iconic Halloween slash horror film icons. So, go check it out now. Get 30% off. The clothing's cool. The clothing feels nice. It's high quality. And uh, you get to wear the thing you love on your sleeve, literally. So, check it out. Use my code again, BATMANFIGS30, for that discounted free shipping. Hope you enjoy it. Remember, remember, the 5th of November, the gunpowder treason and plots. I know of no reason the gunpowder treason should ever be forgot. It is the 5th of November. Happy Guy Fox Day. This is DC Figures and Collectibles. I am Tyler G of Batman Figs on Instagram, and I am joined by my co-host all the way from Stoke-on-Trent, England, where the holiday actually has some meaning. And he is the.batfan on Instagram. Beautiful page. And he is always with me on here. So, I mean, you're lucky to have him. I'm lucky to have him. Scott, how are you doing? Thank you very much. I'm doing good, thank you. Yes, and feelings are mutual, by the way. Definitely uh, feel honoured to be on this podcast with you. Yeah, fantastic. Now, what is it like there today? Like, what does Guy Fox Day entail where you are? Uh, well, it entails rain. <laughs> um, tra- traditionally, as it's you know early November, English rain. Hey, that's in the, that's in the movie. Uh, yeah, it is. No, it's um, yeah. Halloween's getting bigger every year. I gotta say, when I was a kid, it was never that massive, but it feels like it's getting bigger and bigger now. And um, in some regards, I enjoy Halloween a bit more than Christmas. It's a bit weird. So, um, uh-huh. especially now doing toy photography as well. Toy photography has really made me embrace holidays a lot more, like Halloween and Christmas, definitely. And you could tell because your pictures were Halloween. You were putting some love into it, the pumpkins and the wedding. Uh, good fun. Yeah, it was really <laughs> good fun. It was. And, uh, yeah, Halloween's fantastic. Like I say, um, for things like, you know, Batman and Long Halloween um, is a big influence and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, it's good fun. But, yeah, lots of fireworks going off. If you hear some random explosions in the background, don't worry. Nice. You're not going to attacks. So we'll feel like we actually are celebrating. That's yeah, awesome. don't worry. It's not, it's not like Anarchy's coming to uh, <laughs> Staffordshire or anything, yeah. Although he probably is inspired by Mr. Fox. Yep, probably is. Now, this is one of my favorite things, and we talked about it last week, and it's when you do weekend themes, and you and Lewis of the Bat Collector on Instagram had a team-up weekend theme, and that, that was after the Halloween theme. Yes. And we are how let's see uh let's see some of those pictures right now. This is where I get to be off camera and show <laughs> off Scott's Scott's wonderful work. Now well I just really like this one. <laughs> is this where we begin? 
Uh, it isn't, but that's the Titans up this week. It's the Titans one where we, we start. Yeah, okay. yeah. I was losing my mind. Now, this this is a custom figure by you. This Robin, correct? Mm-hmm. It does not exist, even though it looks exactly like it's from a show. And then, what are the other figures? There, it's kind of a mix and match, yeah, right? So you've got, so you've got the um, the Robin is the Arkham Knight body with the Arkham City Nightwing head. Um, the original it's... Robin, the one that looks like Eminem. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And um, so then we've got the Terry Dodson DC designer figures for DC collectibles for the uh, Beast Boy and also uh, Raven. And then the DC Multiverse uh, Starfire, which is just an outstanding figure, um, just looks absolutely amazing. The head sculpts and the hair on that is just outrageous. I know that I definitely am looking to get her as a future purchase coming up. Yeah, she's fantastic. Really cool figure. And this is what how you this is how we open, folks. And then the next one. Ah, uh, this one, yes. Yeah. So and this is a collaboration with Kevin of At Renke Customs. Never heard of him. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's um, awesome, guys. Kevin, two-time guest of the show, soon to be third, I can imagine. And really, is um, good fun doing these collaborations because he made a fantastic Selena Kyle figure that you can see on the back of your screen. And it looks factory um, made. It honestly, it does. It. It's a fantastic figure. I've got some stuff on the way from him, which is going to be very exciting. Um, and I got to say, just that little touch yeah. of adding the picture in the back really adds a lot to the photo. Yeah, well, I, it's a picture I had in mind for a while, and I wasn't going to use it for this theme, but then the theme came up and was like, yeah, it's just a good opportunity to sort of showcase Kevin. Oh, why would you not? Right. It's beautifully yeah, it's lit, too. Yeah, it's perfect, um, perfect chance to do it. And yeah, I wanted to do a girl's night out picture. I could have done a Batman picture, but that's boring. Um, so and even though she's not Batgirl used to Supergirl. Even though she's not used a lot, that Supergirl is underrated. It's a really beautiful thing. Absolutely love it. Yeah, the Supergirl's absolutely fantastic and definitely going to be using her in this weekend's theme coming up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, stay tuned, folks. <laughs> now, I always love when this uh, vehicle makes an appearance because it's so rare in the first place. Plus, the fact that you have one and are able to photograph it with your skill level is cool that we get to see it. And then it's also just a cool team-up that you don't really see too often. Yeah, exactly. And for all those reasons, I wanted to have a go at this because Azrael's a character I've never um, paid a lot of attention to in photos, um, even though I think he's a great character in Arkham Burst. Um, and also the the Batman figure there is just spectacular. The suit on that figure is just insane. Um, yeah, absolutely love it. Um, the Triforce Batmobile is, is fantastic and extreme sets are just... Yeah, the way to go is pretty um, standard shot for that. And, and you know, could have easily gone for like a boring Bat family picture, but wanted to try and do something different for a change. I love it. The, I mean, I hope when people look at this kind of stuff, they, they notice the cool details because, I mean, the trash can on the side is cool. The little baggie's cool. The paper, the newspaper. And, I mean, you take that away, strip that away, and it's basically just the picture... You know, it's not too exciting, but you put a lot of details into it to build the world around showcasing these figures. And it's just, I mean, you can kind of get used to it after a while, like you do with anything, but it's yeah. just, it's its really cool to see uh, such detail and dedication into bringing figures that people might want to buy. And they're looking for, you know, 
you know, what are other people thinking? What do they look like? And they see something like this, people are going to want to buy that kind of stuff. So that's super talented. Yeah, thank you. Well, I just like people can get callous to that kind of stuff. And now I'm like, oh, yeah, no, like, okay, it's just, but I mean, you, the details you put in, the fact that I guarantee you probably made that trash bag, that's like, you put a lot of time and detail into it. So thanks, man. Yeah, that, that really does mean a lot. And, you know, inspired by a lot of other people as well that, that do these things, yourself included. Now, we're going to be discussing a little bit from this line later. That's absolutely, for sure. absolutely, and God, yes. I really. Uh, I mean, in the we've seen pictures of I've seen pictures online of all these guys together. But again, the little things like posing and putting, a, you know, putting a lot of effort into making sure each one's personality is shining through. I mean, Donatello looks super stoic and like super happy. He's next to Batman. Mikey's just pumped. Rass ready to kick. <laughs> Damien's putting his hood on or or off, whatever you want. It's up to you. Looking at the image. You did a really good job posing this, especially bat- just a little bit of Batman's arm is showing. I like how that's posed. Thanks, man. Yeah, though, um, so for Batman, I had to use a, a hair clip on the back of his cape to make it bunch in, because obviously when you put it over his shoulders, it all flares out, and yeah, that's fine if you're doing a Batman 89 picture, but animated-wise, <laughs> it doesn't work. It doesn't look so... Um, What's the word? It doesn't look so accurate, because on, on the animated screen, even in the animated series, it was always flat in Batman's cape, so it was never sort of flaring outwards or anything like that. So I wanted to to do that. And um, Robin would have been, again, easy to just put him standing there with his stick or something. So but have a go <laughs> so his arms had, uh, see if his arms had reached to the hood. So it looks like he's pulling his hood over his head. So did that. And yeah, the rest Which of them. such a cool yeah. pose. Thanks. Yeah. It's something that I just thought was so a bit true. different. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. You can just yeah. pose it with a stick. Yeah, um, that oversized stick that looks just ridiculous and doesn't even fit in his hand anyway, as you say. Yeah, so it doesn't fit on yours either? No, absolutely not. That stick's, ah. it, the tick's, stick is too small or the hands are too open. I suspect a bit of both, but um, yeah. And then uh, I love the pizza. I didn't think I was going to like it with the pizza wheel thing that they use in the actual movie as a weapon. I actually quite like that as an accessory. Now that I know what it's used for a little bit more, I quite like it. And I can see the other sewer hatch in the back. Yes, yeah. And then this is a set that was gifted to you from Simon? Simon, yeah, that's a Batman animated fan. Super cool guy and really kind as well. And uh, love the sewer set. Really do. It's fantastic. I don't use it often enough. It's a tricky one to set up because it doesn't have any, like, connectors or anything like that. So you've got to sort of balance it um, so I took that right up against my bed, just balanced it against that. It's hard to blend it sometimes where the boards don't quite meet, but um, yeah. I have a feeling we'll be seeing the sewer diorama a lot more in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Definitely want to do some Arkham Croc pictures. And then this, uh, this not only is a fantastic picture, fantastic posing, but the creativity involved behind the actual black mask is something I would really love if you could tell us about. Uh, yeah, so um, the black mask head is from the Arkham Origins body, which is one of the worst figures they've ever made because it just doesn't move. It's just it's like Arkham City Bruce Wayne. It just doesn't do anything. It's just a statue. It only, only bends at the hips and at the shoulders. Pointless. So um, I had to ditch the um, 
body for this and use the McFarlane Toys uh, wildcard body because it's got ridiculous posability and it's what the new DC figures are going to be based on, so you can expect to see more of that. But um, and it looks great for a Black Mass figure, and it took a while to get that pose to balance. Um, but yeah, uh, it was you know good fun to to try and do something different again because Harley and Red Hood team up. I thought was something that'd be quite interesting with that Joker element there. Um, yes, yeah, uh, yeah, a... and they both hate Black Mask, so. <laughs> yeah, I really do like. I mean, it's almost the perfect picture for everything that's coming up. Uh, for DCU in the near future, uh, I re- the fact that Harley's in the bla- has Black Mask as her villain, I like that we actually get to see Black Mask in a Black Mask for the first time in a while because those trailers he's not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but weird. you get to showcase uh, your creativity and the way that you ingeniously created the Black Mask figure, and you get to show off the awesome new DC Essentials Red Mask because every time you shoot that, I. I it, oh, it makes me regret getting the multiverse one a little bit because the helmet on that is just so much cleaner. Mm, absolutely, yeah. It's an amazing figure. It really is. I love the the emblem on his chest as well. It looks just so cool. So, and, so cool. again, let's point out that it is an extreme sets background. And look at how he even set it up at the background, having the Harley diamonds. I guarantee yeah. that was on uh, purpose. Yeah, I guarantee all, this stuff, all this stuff is uh, in there for that. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the fun about your photos too and is like you can look at it and yeah there's the basic image in front but you could just take your time and look around and you could get that you put a lot more thought into the picture than even in your first glance mm. that's always yeah. fun yeah. seeing the hidden Thank mysteries you. and then uh, <laughs> of course this is uh the monthly thing that we all do yeah but absolutely so amazing the one i want to another thing that i want to point out that i just talked about and just such a good hit. I don't even know if you put in a hashtag or not, but you wouldn't have to. And I've done it in a few pictures. Is this? It's just yeah. a cool little inside joke. People know what it means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, not I to mention, going... it's a beautifully done figure. Did you touch up the paint on the coat? Uh, actually, no. I just worked on the line a little bit better. I, what I realized is, I was looking after we we spoke on the last. It might have been the last one before but either way it was a previous episode um i was looking at it and it wasn't actually um the paint it was the way that i lit it and um, just ever so slightest brush stroke got properly glared by the lighting that i used so I, I decided to change the lighting up a little bit and lit it from behind with like a soft um ipod light on the front um so that's how i got it basically and it just give it a, a few decent highlights rather than just completely utterly glaring out the figure um but yeah that setup i did was um actually in front of the previous shot that i did which was the green lantern eclipso picture so after i did that one i just set up this picture after and just that was very sort of yeah so i did that picture and then after that took them figures off and thought well, you know i'm just gonna do a joker picture it's a great perspective too the way you did it and matches yeah, so up. Yeah, so I thought it would just be a bit different, just put a bit of the city um, skyline in behind it and give it that BTS meets Joker movie feel. Which, who wouldn't want it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with the giant rust. And then you have another, looks like a, one of Joker's inspired henchmen got loose. 
Or it I could li- just actually be from the Arkham game. <laughs> I literally took that picture about an hour ago. Um, it was a picture I purpose. I did another version of it with just Batman standing at a street. It looked shit is the word I'm going to use. And so I decided to um, have a go something different with it because I wanted to do another picture of the Batman and then a little sort of long Halloween tribute since Halloween's over. So, um, yeah, definitely wanted to have a go, do something different with that. Now, I want to point out the extreme sets on this photo as well, because not only this one, I feel like it's a combination of your lighting and the extreme sets. That thing looks, it gives the illusion of depth incredibly well after that Mm. gate. And I have never seen it like that before. So I just wanted to point that out. Cheers, man. Yeah, appreciate that. It's pretty, that's incredible. There's just a wall behind there, but it gives up that much illusion of depth. Yeah. No, I, I, extreme sets are fantastic. They really are. I absolutely love extreme sets so much. They're brilliant, and you know, I, now, I really want to really want to get that naked dial, But just extreme sets are too good for the uh, creativity what, and things. What can we expect for this weekend? Okay, yeah. So this weekend we're going to be doing a super family theme, and uh, so that's yeah, it's going to be good fun. Yeah, we're going to do some different stuff with with different figures for a change. Is it all Superman? Uh, Superman, Supergirl, Superboy, whatever, any any of that. Lois Lane is thrown into that as well. She's part of the Super family. Any Kryptonian or extended family? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all, all, all Kryptonian villains, perhaps. Who knows? And naturally, growing up, you're not a Superman fan, right? Uh, yeah, I'm a massive Superman fan. Uh, oh, all growing up, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's why I love Justice League animated so much. Superman and Batman were always my two favorite. Batman's obviously is is my favorite, but Superman was very close behind. Yeah, love Superman so much. Amazing character. It's for me uh, growing up. I hated Superman until recently. Really? Yeah, and so now I can see the merit behind him, and I enjoy him a lot yeah. more. Yeah. So this is going to be fun. See what you come up with. Yeah, I always love Superman animated wise, movie wise, and every connected with him. I didn't really enjoy Christopher Reeves movies. I don't know why. I just never, oh. never really connected <laughs> with me. But then when Henry Cavill put the suit on on the big screen, it was like, wow, this is yeah. amazing. The depth he gave that character does not get the credit it deserves. And I can't watch that movie anymore, especially uh, with the scene where the dad sacrifices himself without. Thinking of you insane. because you said that's one of your favorite parts yeah, in yeah, any movie. Of, yeah, definitely is. Definitely is. Um, incredible moment. And um, I just love everything about that movie. You know, the it's very realistic for me. You know, if that guy existed in the real world, moving into Batman v Superman, I think that's what would happen. That's what people don't yeah. always get, especially with Marvel movies and all the crap about them. You know, it doesn't. None of it's realistic, but I feel like that is realistic. Definitely. That's what would happen in a real-world situation and how people would uh, would react to somebody like that. Yeah. And we get to see Scott put his spin on the Superman mythos, along yes. with Lewis. So well, this is what I wanted to talk about, Superman mythos. And, uh, one latest Superman mythos has been the DC Collectibles mug. Included, uh, included with, with this figure. That was a beautiful with. segue. That was beautiful. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that really peeved me. I don't actually. I mean, this is going to end in a, a rant. I can tell, but what are DC collectibles doing, man? What are they? They are the laziest company 
apart from the towel. I mean, how hard is it to put a little print of a Superman emblem on there? Is it's it really a, costing that much more money? It's it's almost at the point of embarrassment now, really. Oh, that was one of the things I was looking forward to from the moment I saw them display that. And I was already, like, most of us thinking of images. Like, oh, that'd be funny to show Batman drinking out of the Superman mug and Superman catching him. Like, oh, like, it would just be, like, you were thinking of ideas because of a cool accessory. And then you're, it didn't even hit me till I was taking that picture. I was like, wait, there's no Superman emblem. <laughs> like, what the heck? It's like, is this the, this is another case of, that torch from the Mad Hatter, from the red wide cape, from the expression yep. pack. Gosh, how many times can DC Collectibles do this to us? Yeah. I mean, it's it, nice it's of them to make a figure instead of a statue, but. <laughs> it's actually unbelievable. It, 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 <sighs> it baffles me every time. Like, what on earth are they doing? And it's already, they, they already started to cheapen out because if you look at the first three figures, there's. The fur, the Batman, tons of articulation. Damien, there's some articulation, a little worse. Batgirl gets worse, and then Alfred is. You can only move his arms. There's no torso really. The legs mm. have some articulation, but it's like, I mean, you don't need too much from Alfred, but it's like, come on, guys, don't make it just apparent that you're just giving up halfway through. Yeah, yeah, and the racial girl's not going to be very articulated either, really. It's disappointing. Uh, they're lucky I'm in this deep, or else I wouldn't be getting out. Uh, and, and also, what is happening with Alfred's height? What, <laughs> what is going on there? Oh, yeah, he's God, humongous he, here. I'll it's, show. More, it's less Alfred, more Big Ben. He's huge. Yeah, Big Ben is right. That was his nickname on the, the college rugby team. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Was, Ever he it, played. It, I mean, it looks amazing, but just shrink him a bit. It, it looks like he's in, in an eight-inch, sorry, yeah. A seven-inch scale figure in a six-inch line. Like, what's really going does. on? He makes Batman look tiny. It's like at least make him look equal size. Yeah, like, why DC collectible suffering with metallism, where they just suddenly change the scale of their own line halfway through? It's very strange. Just like their mug. Mm. I, I don't understand that. But uh, if that all aside, it's fantastic shot. By the way, I really enjoy that. <laughs> Yeah, that all aside, it, it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah I, I, do, I do enjoy that picture. Yeah, really nice. Yeah, Thank shows off the figures cool. quite nice. Lots of different cool. colors. Yeah, and I wanted to, in a way, show off how ridiculous the scale was without, you know, outright just bashing that part because I'm already bashing the mug. I have no idea what they were thinking with that scale. And uh, talking of scale, the setup on this one is uh, pretty outrageous. Uh -oh. Did you set that up outside? That is outside in front of a bus stop in front of the open. I felt like a little kid sitting in a sandbox like who brought his whole toy box with him. I felt <laughs> utterly ridiculous, but I wanted to make it happen because I just it's just one of those things. You get an idea and you're like, nah, I gotta figure out a way to make this work. And I, I got it to work, thankfully. But I was, was balancing Alfred that. Oh, I mean I used tack on the trucks of the skateboard and I also um, have a wire that I had to edit out that is balancing his part of the body so he doesn't fall over. Oh, but it, okay. it took a while. It definitely took a while. Yeah, it looks fantastic. I enjoy that one. How's the Mikey as well from that set? I can't not mention it. Uh, the Mikey is, I would, uh, first off, I wanted to, anyone who's getting these, if you can, and if you have the option, look at the paint because I had two options to buy. Uh, 
or two sets to choose from. And there's one set that the paint on Michael Angelo, his uh, the eye bandana that covers his identity, or I guess he never takes it off. Uh, that thing was like chipped and green, and I can't even believe that they put that out to be on sale. So if you have the option, check the paint. Uh, yeah. But other than that, he's he's perfectly in scale with the the version of him that's in the Batman costume. He's got great articulation. If I was a Turtles yeah. fan and had that much, much passion for him, I would keep all of them. But I yeah. just know they're going to fall to the wayside. And if someone else is loving them and doesn't want to spend double the price to get one figure, I'm trying to help him out. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, true. I, I really do. I know we've talked about this picture before. This was your um, October 2019 photos you rightfully put that first very good decision to put that first fantastic so um looking at this picture with alfred um really enjoy this one how did you get the cowl off the neck of batman i think that's the question everyone's going to be asking i've done this multiple times and i've taken pictures with it off and on so it is doable to get it back off and on uh i took a exacto knife and i know people just cringe thinking about it but i sliced up the back end of the rubber cow and pulled it out and uh it's basically just a face plate of michael keaton the back end of the head isn't uh done all the way mm. but it does ruin the cow and you'll have to make sure you don't stretch it out too much but i think i'm going to get another one of these anyway because the other one's broken and neca is nowhere to be NECA is nowhere to be seen on i mean not neca mech mezco is nowhere to be seen on their release. So. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with them right now. Weird. Another <laughs> Gomez. Another Gomez drops today, would you believe? Or as I like to call it, Wednesday. Um, yeah, I don't get what's going on with them. Um, let's reuse strange. that. Let's reuse the exclusive Wolverine Ronin body and throw a bug head on. Yeah, it's just absolute cretin to what the But I um, almost feel like that's insulting to people. Like their intelligence, but oh well. It is, honestly, it, 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 yeah, it pretty much is. It's just an absolutely outrageous, uh, absolutely outrageous thing, thing that they're doing there. And uh, so this picture, Satana, great episode, great character. Um, it's, not a million, it's not a million miles away for us now to review this episode, but um, I really enjoy the purple feel that you've given to this picture. And uh, of course, that classic ending scene is just so iconic for that episode. Well, this is uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes. It's the first time I was introduced to Zatanna, of course. And I think that uh, this ending is one of those ones that's like, holy crap, like where it shows the beginning and shows the fact that we get to see uh, Bruce Wayne in training in a different segment of his training where he's learning escaping and magic tricks and all that kind of thing. He's getting to see their connection that they have and, uh, the way that they kind of have to go their separate ways at the end, it's it's sad. It's very sad. But mm, it is. Uh, I, I've done this particular like scene probably three or four times, but I I inspired by you and you getting great accessories recently and making sure that you put in the detail and the work to make the picture come to life the way you envision. I made sure I went and got a pink light. I got a blue light. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna try to step it up, try to step yeah. it up. I think it looks fantastic in that one, and also in the mudslide picture that you did as well. You see that purple effect on that one. That was a lovely shot because I know you love that clayface figure. I also like what you did with the cape on Batman there. Because we were talking about the, 
Turtles Batman and getting that to look a natural sort of drape over the shoulders of Cape, and that looks same sort of idea with that as well. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad that you noticed that sort of thing. That was actually the thing that took the longest of the whole picture, believe it or not. And I'm sure you yeah. would believe <laughs> No, I def- definitely do believe that, yeah. I can relate to that, absolutely. Because everything else, the building it up and everything, and adding the depth, and that stuff is, that's the fun part. But then trying to get that stupid Cape to cooperate, gosh. <laughs> But it is one of my favorite episodes, of course, the Clayface episode. So, yeah, got to put in the love. Yeah, Clayface episodes are amazing. I also love that this is something I noticed as well the yellow shadow of Batman in the window. That looks really cool. And I try to put it on the dark side of Clayface. Looks fantastic. Really enjoy that. Yeah, you see that lovely yellow shadow of Batman's uh, solid chin on the, uh, <laughs> the wall. Looks fantastic. <laughs> The most solid gym. Uh So, the next topic of discussion I know we want to talk about today is yes. something that you have got here. I've Let's been ready for this. this picture. So, custom action figures. Um, this one in particular that you've got here is fantastic custom. And uh, if you don't know what this custom is from, then... Who um, are you? <laughs> yeah, well, well, welcome to 2019. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I got to say, this is, I I am very proud of this figure because I did the hair all on my own, and it's uh, I'm pretty happy with how it came out. I used a safety pin, the end of a safety pin, it's like a circle, to get the texture and sculpt it, and uh, was, my cousin allowed me to use his paint, got it all painted up, and it was a fun time. And the coolest part, the best part, yes. Is that this is removable and you could have different scenes from different parts of the film. Amazing. So I'm pretty stoked about this. And I mean, we were even just talking about if a company did make the Joker figures, you could just do at least five figures just from Joker alone with the opening carnivals, that version, uh, shirtless without white face. And then you could also have an alternate version with white face since that one scene is dancing. I mean, there's so many versions of him you can make. Uh, I just really hope that toy company sees all the money they're missing out on. But I know we beat that horse to death. Mm. But then, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely with you on that. Yeah, I love the feet that you put on him as well, the clown feet. Brilliant yes, and that was, that was something I, I really wanted to make sure we, we got right. Then I mm. also got this, the sign, awesome. and even made little handles for it so he could spin it. <laughs> got extra clown mask which uh i came up with the idea of adding the real fuzz on it to make it look even more realistic so and those then, clown masks how did you make those oh that's brilliant oh yeah this is definitely going to be used in a scene i hope you guys guess what it is amazing but the clown mask where's that I, I could go grab it real quick nah i'll just you guys could look in the pictures the clown mask my cousin uh took a picture of the ones that we got because we actually got the mask for like 15 bucks on Amazon mm. and he just scaled them down because he's a digital artist. And so he's able to do it. There it is. He's able to do it. I keep forgetting it's visual now. It's, I'm just slow that way. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we, if he got, did the mask that way. And then I came up with the idea of adding the fuzz and thankfully he did. He let me use one of them. <laughs> yeah. looks fantastic. But it's uh, I know we're talking about customs today and, it was a, it was a lot of fun doing this because yes, and there's the Absolutely. ultimate version. 
looks fantastic. And I'm now really wanting to buy the Extreme Set Subway thing. It's still available on Big Red. Oh, I need to get that sometime as well. <laughs> Brilliant. And that's the newest one that's just done. Looks epic. I don't. I, hopefully, people realize where that's from. <laughs> I feel like they will. I feel like they will. But then, uh, what did you want to talk about in customs in particular? So, yeah, just in terms of customs, I've seen a lot of customizers lately, and they're, they're all super talented and, and even more amazing as people. Um, just the challenges that you face when you're trying to make a custom figure, there's so many things that people don't consider. You just think, oh, I'll slap some paint on it, that's it, it's done. There's so much more that goes into customs than um, just painting them. Um, as you've done with sculpts, you you know, have seen that, and also even if it's just painting the accuracy um, of the painting, it's not just like you know, it's a Joker figure. So say like the Jack Nicholson Joker, it's not just a case of painting in white and then green hair, red lips. There's a lot more detail that goes into a figure than that. And you're doing the the, the customizer themselves a disservice, which is um, you know difficult. It's an incredibly hard thing, and I've the only custom I've done lately. It's just the the Joker, um, and I found that bloody difficult as it is. It's never mind doing something as amazing as um, Vincent did, who was at Vin Faith Custom on Instagram. Yeah. Just something like that. I mean, how how the hell? You can even see the shading, like different shades of white on that jacket. Oh, man, it's it's just ridiculous, isn't it? The, the... And you actually did a great service in the way you, you did the photos and showing that up. Oh, cheers, man. I appreciate that. Definitely, I've got some a couple more heads on the way from him. Looking forward to it. Oh, so, I think I have an idea. <laughs> I don't even know how you're not, you're holding that poker face. Dang, I think I got an idea. <laughs> yeah, that's a couple brilliant. More, a couple, a couple more on the way from you. Two different ones. Oh, not, you're lucky. I already yeah, know two, you're lucky. Two two brand new ones. Not one, you know, with two different versions. Just two completely new head sculpts. That's gonna be fun. But I mean, like the, the challenge of doing custom figures is huge, absolutely a huge challenge. And I know that's something that see, you've been doing lately as well. I just feel like we've both been doing a little bit more custom stuff. We have. And talk about putting in work. I mean, that figure, even though it, it felt like it came together well, it still took a whole day to get it done. And yeah. uh, like you said, getting it right. And then the fact that in different things with sculpts, you have to make sure you put them under heat, and then you have to match the paint and make sure that the paint takes correctly, and that yeah, waiting for it to dry as well can be tedious. Oh yeah, especially when you're like us and the people that tend to get figures and want to shoot them within a minute. I mean, absolutely. We tend to be impatient, so we want to shoot the figure right away. But uh, my cousin definitely stressed the importance of taking your time, and like you said, making sure that uh, you show it off well. And that if it is something you love enough to put in the time and dedicate into creating a custom for, that you should want to do the best job possible, not just slap it together. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, like with you, like you were, you were like just being like looking at your picture of the last one and looking at the most minute detail and like, could I do better on the paint and stuff? And look what you did with the next picture. I mean, that I thought you did a whole different code on it. But, yeah, it, it looks a little better in that picture, just for the fact that the, the way it's lit. Really I, I think that, I think that <laughs> also plays a lot of tribute to how important lighting is as well. Not um, on yeah, pictures. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely, and, and also the the type of diorama you use too. 
um, display it. So I originally used the extreme sets in that. I feel like it's a bit more of an Arkham comic-based thing than an animated thing, so it doesn't quite fit the block colours as well. So that perhaps didn't um, flatter it as as much. But yeah, you just put, to get the balance. you just put you just put more thought into that than most people put into. I think a lot of anything they post on Instagram. Yeah, yeah. But that again, that should uh, allow people to see that you're not just throwing stuff together that there's actually thought put into the stuff you're not doing it for likes you're doing sure. it because you have a passion for it. So. yeah it's just about the little details and you know you're or you know, one of the people that that told me that you know with like the skylines that you use for the buildings the black with the yellow that's just classic animated and that fits perfectly for the, like, the narrative you're trying to create with a picture which ties into like, the storytelling we were on about last week so you know it's all it all conjoins together you know and people, yes. appreci- people appreciate the extra effort as well that's what it means a lot. Yes, and after we had this discussion and after listening back to our discussion, I was thinking about something that we I feel like we touched on it a little bit maybe at the very beginning of when we talked in the in the show, but uh lately and it's because I've been seeing a lot more people feel like accept it and I feel like even you've added so much more to your photos with it. I've added tons to my photos with it. And I feel like uh it's the the use of Photoshop or graphics in a photo. Mm. I don't know about you, but I know when I first started, I mean, everyone, it has to be, it has to be all real. It has to be real diorama setups. And like, if you use Photoshop or effects, you're cheating. You're not doing yeah. as real toy photography. So what yeah. are your thoughts on that? Uh, yeah, I think it all depends on how you use it. If you're doing it to add little things in and just to improve the, the picture, that's great. If you're trying to make it look like a um, an uber realistic thing and it's not so good um <laughs> it, it depends on it depends on how you you do use it to be fair i mean there's loads of different things that you could do with it so for example um just on this picture that i, that I did just simply adding snow onto it just gives it a, that little bit extra but everything else is natural including the snow yeah. on the floor and everything like that there's just little it's ways literally... that you can add in it's literally just a top layer covering the photo that you created. Yeah, literally, it, it, it's just you know just a very slight change, just a little VFX Studio app edit. Um, that alone adds so much depth to the picture. Yeah, and same on something like that where you've just got the little glare of the light. That's just put in from VFX Pro Studio. Um, it's just little things like that. I don't think if you overdo it, then you know people will appreciate little details like that. And as long as it's not sort of um, over edited, and I don't think people, um, you know, they don't think they mind too much, to be honest. And I think it's something that you can definitely use in a, a positive way. It's when you see people editing out joints and figures and stuff like that, that's when I think it goes a little bit too far. I mean, it's still an action figure, you know, it's not, it's not being denial about that. Yeah, and well, to piggyback on that, we're talking about we talked about storytelling, and if we want to get a something across on our picture that i mean we don't have the ability to with a diorama piece and it's just a little touch like a light or just adding depth with the snow uh, that adds so much more just to the storytelling of your photo without yeah. the point of dominating it to where it looks like a cgi marvel yeah yeah exactly right? yeah <laughs> exactly no it's true and just um so stuff like you've done it i've done it putting things on a back cave screen adding in a background image to that, that's something that um, 
yeah, adding a storytelling element via something like Photoshop or live collages I use and just things like that. You can add extra little bits to the story. Um, it's like this one here with, for example, with a snap a car picture on the back of your screen. Just little things like that you can add in up to help to tell a story um, whilst also adding depth to a picture. So it's little things like that you can you can really help with. And, and it um, makes up for the crappy stickers that DC Collectibles gave us, where you can't use them. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah, it does. Plus, allows you to like, do cool, uh, two cool little team ups with Kevin. Yeah, and, and stuff like that as well. You have got the TV screen yes. in there too, so that's that's a really cool way of using Photoshop. If only that looked better, that custom. See, I think that looks fantastic. He's a not longer nose. I think I might add it on with clay if I could do it. But we'll see. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. We shall see. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I think that as long as it doesn't, it does, it looks more like toys still, and it's not to the point where it looks like a digital image, mm. and you're doing it to get a story across. You get it. Yeah, there there's some people that overdo it. And it's their own their own way to do things. There's nothing necessarily wrong with that. It's just. I just think it looks a little bit too over the top. And of course, you know, there's no rules to this. It's no yeah. opinion. So everyone's fully entitled to it and totally respect what people want to do. But I think sometimes it just looks a bit too far. Yeah. And for those that are always against it, don't be afraid to uh, try it. Yeah, give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. At least that, you know, if it doesn't work out, you know full well that you're at peace with your own opinion. True. And uh, talking about at peace with something... And feeling unsettled. Uh, there were their next Batman episode has to do with something not being quite right, mm. something unsettling, and yeah. it is episode titled "Heart of Steel." Yeah, and this is a big one. A lot of people really enjoy this one. Uh, a lot of people also really enjoy the follow-up, which is "Is Silicon Soul." Yep, amazing episode. What do you think about when you think of this one? Heart of Steel's okay. Um, it didn't need to be a two-parter, I don't think. Uh, no, and it really? can be, it can be a little boring. It's a, it's a, a long way of introducing a great prequel. So, um, for that reason, it's not one of my favorites, but it's good nonetheless. It's good. It's very well put. Yeah, it v- yeah, does feel I, like. I a, do feel. It does feel like it should be one episode that they stretched it out. And uh, added a lot of filler, but yeah, I mean, you I can't like, can't be too mad at extra Batman. I suppose so. I, I feel like his Silicon Soul should have been the second part to this story, True. and they should mash the first and second part together. I feel like that that's, would have been a lot cooler. That's brilliant. That's actually way better. Yeah, yeah, it should have been like that. But what do you think when you first sort of obviously when we get to these episodes? You sort of have those first feelings, and you've obviously done the run through more than once, more than twice. But <laughs> um, but so when you get to a certain episode, because I'm getting it now, where you get to a certain point, you think, "Oh, okay, this is a good episode this week." What do you think when you get to this one? I I don't look forward to it when I come up to it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's like a marker where I know where I am. Like it's close to being halfway through the whole original. Yeah, but. Uh, I just think of the. I like watching it sometimes, but it's not a. It's not an episode I look forward to doing a picture of, because it's just so hard to relay the story in an image, 
with this episode, especially because we have no figures for it. Uh, but I do like the fact that it sets up the world that for the episodes we get to see later. That's about yeah, it. That, that was the biggest challenge. I did the picture for it right before we came on air, probably about 10, 15 minutes before we did. And that was the challenge of getting the actual picture across in the episode. <laughs> it was very difficult. It's not one I look forward to, but uh, it, yeah. It, we do also get to see a little bit of storytelling that links throughout the rest of the animated series where we get to see interaction with Bruce and Barbara as she's young, before she's back girl. We get mm. to see her relationship with Gordon. So that kind of stuff is cool. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, nice subtle character development they use there for Barbara, as they always yes. do. We very often find these in, in sort of episodes beforehand. We've seen it with Lucius before, Feet of Clay and, and all that kind of stuff where they div- subtly develop a character before you actually get to see him. Um, yeah. Even with Robin's Reckoning, you could say that as well. Yeah, and even with Harvey in the first on Leather Wings, you see him flipping a coin. Yeah. Holly Quinn as well, all those things. Yes. So uh, when this episode opens, we see a we see Wayne Enterprises, and it's getting close to closing time, and we see a woman who uh, leaves her briefcase, and it looks like she's doing it on purpose. And then she just leaves. And then it looks like the security guards find this briefcase and they're trying to figure out who it belongs to. And it ha- the lock happens to just pop open. And they're pretty amazed by that. And yeah. it, only con- it only contains a few papers. There's no identification. And they decide they'll just put in the lost and found for the night. I mean, even in that first scene, that separates 1993 mm-hmm. with 2019 so far that you could ever imagine because in these days they just take that suitcase and blow it up uh, yeah if someone leaves a suitcase lying around and at Wayne enterprises they just blow it up these days <laughs> in, not only that but uh, most people don't even have a briefcase now. but in, in in that in those days they decide to keep it and open it later in the night which i think is very <laughs> very brave um yeah they might get blown up hmm. uh, but, but yeah, yeah as, you, as you say yeah they they leave the suitcase in there which is uh fun and an interesting way to, to look at it. Um, and, yeah, after they've inspected it, looked inside it, they, they leave the case be. Because they'll come back to it in the morning. But before they had the chance to, it comes to life, the suitcase, which I find extraordinary. Um, yeah. And decides to walk down the stairs. Uh, sorry, walk up the stairs, I should say. Uh, as it, and it grapples all the way up to the top. With this amazing rocket grapple that comes out of the suitcase. <laughs> Um, like an old spy movie yeah and then uh, cracks into the safe avoiding all the the lines I I enjoyed the security I mean what what kind of a moron have you got to be to get tripped by that alarm with the two lines behind your legs that's not Uh, you know it's a gossip yeah yeah it doesn't take the biggest safe criminal mastermind in the world to get past that you know you don't need the Ventura the Quiz to work that one out? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, then uh, while that's happening, we see Bruce Wayne is about to leave, and the security guys are kind of shocked by that. Yeah. Asking where he's, oh, are you okay? Like, and he's like, oh, yeah, I'm just leaving. And he kind of uh, plays up his Bruce Wayne persona by saying, yeah, like I need to get out before the alarm goes off. That scares me. Just playing coy and... The security t- says that they'll, oh, let me walk you, uh, let's walk you out. And so on their way there, we hear the alarm go off because that briefcase with the tentacles has come to life. 
<laughs> and uh, security, they're they're going after it and tell Bruce to you know stay back and stay safe. Yeah, and then yeah, that's definitely one of the coolest scenes of that is he goes from Bruce Wayne voice to Batman voice. Absolutely, is- this is what I would definitely <laughs> wrote down in my notes. I love that he's got a suit stashed as well in that location. Yeah, um, yeah, he's got a suit stashed everywhere. Where he switched. <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. Reminds me of the um, the uh, office that uh, they've got in the Dark Knight, where it transforms into the underground to the fusion device. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, it reminds me of that yeah. Dark Knight Rises a little bit. Do you have written down what the exact line is that he says when his voice switches? Um, let's see. No, I don't. I don't have it written down. That's not a big. It's just one. But uh, yeah, after that, we see that, like you said, Bruce goes and gets his his stored suit, and we all of a sudden we oh, see. It came to mind. It's, it's like. Stay put. I don't think so. It just changes yeah. straight away. I can remember it now. Stay put. I don't yeah. think so. <laughs> yeah, it changes instantly. Brilliant. Yeah, it's not the first time we see a voice switch as well in this. No, no, but that's it's always enjoyable. Indeed. But, and we see Bruce goes up the elevator, which that's very, it's very odd to see Batman take the elevator. But <laughs> yeah, it opens it and he opens to reveal him with a battering, and he's trying to catch this briefcase that has stolen something from Wayne Enterprises and every attempt at it, um, it pulls out another gadget to get loose. It lasers off, uh, I think, the ba- the grappling rope and just has all these tools within it. It rockets off the building and it, uh, <laughs> ends up landing on a beach where it gets picked up and Batman's on a hang glider trying to chase it, which is also cool seeing the bat use a hang glider. Yeah, and definitely. He's trying to follow this car and then where do, where do we go from there? Yeah, so he's trying to follow the car, going after um, after the the mysterious woman uh, when she suddenly decides to uh, fire back at him and um, uh, yeah, shoots at Batman. Batman loses control of his hand glider, uh, lands on the shore by the ocean, and uh, it's when we cut back to the Batcave. Then when we get to see um, Alfred come up the line there. Uh, of, uh, I wish you wouldn't be so rough with toys, sir. Rough with toys. Sorry, I got it. Someone tried calling me in the middle of this. <laughs> oh dear, that's uh, that's an awkward timing. But yeah, so Alfred comes back into the back cave with Bruce, and it's like, I wish you wouldn't be so rough with your toys, sir. Um, uh, with, with the destroyed hand glider. And is that Alfred seven foot? Um, that this is Alfred six foot, which is oh, much okay. more much more scale accurate to the, okay. uh, to Alfred. Yeah, this isn't Alfred eight foot with a six inch line. Um, <laughs> but this is where we see the second voice change of Bruce Wayne. He transforms back into Bruce Wayne after Lucius calls him uh, to mention that um, there were some stolen chips from protein silicone, which is wetware, uh, an, ah, AI yeah. intelli- an AI intelligence. It's like the missing link between humans and robots which is fascinating that we learn about that kind of thing here way and, back uh, yeah exactly and then we, we cut back to a scene with commissioner gordon at wayne enterprises um after that scene where they're still investigating the the wetware missing and um the only person that they deduce can work out something like this wetware or could use something like wetware would be carl rosson who is uh, retired okay. 
Yeah, dude, he's uh, now retired. He's a, a super intelligent guy um, when it comes to this kind of stuff. And uh, that's where we see the entrance of Barbara Gordon for the first time. Yes. And Bruce notices as well. Yeah, Bruce Same. notices the entrance. Barbara, you've grown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very weird line, as you pointed out. Especially in context with the rest of the... I mean, back then, no big. Th- it was a throwaway line, but now knowing their relationship in the comics and in the Killing Joke movie, it is a weird line. Yeah, definitely is a weird line. It's also weird that she's carrying a, a teddy bear for being so old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is very odd. Will be the bear. Yes, and uh, Commissioner Gordon's quite fond of the bear as well, because I guess in his eyes that still signifies her innocence and her being a young woman. Well, he knows the way to bathe. The, he knows the way better than Gordon. So, you know. yeah. Of course, the bear's got to stay. Yes. And uh, where do we go from there? Okay, so we see uh, the robot welcoming Bruce to uh, Cybertron Industries, which is where Carl is, is, is working. It's saying, sorry. Is that Batmite, the one that looks like? Batmite. <laughs> yeah, the little robot welcoming uh, the little Easter welcoming egg. Bruce. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so Rossum shows him around and all these cool robots and they can make drinks and all this sort of stuff and play music. And then he goes into the uh, what he calls his, his proudest creation, which is Hardak. Yes. Yeah. And so, like, when we go into his place and you see Carl Rossum's dig, it's like he lives in a amusement park. He has so much animatronics, like he's Disney, Walt Disney or something. Yeah, and yeah. like you said, he doesn't have to even lift a finger because he has robots doing everything for him. And we get to go see Hardak, which, if you're a big sci-fi fan or movie fan or just a Stanley Kubrick fan, it's a it reminds you a lot of How from uh, uh, Space 2001. Yeah, so uh, it's a it's pretty cool seeing that side. It's it's cool that we can see Batman so many sides. So far, we see him in the jungle. I mean, we see him fighting mad scientist and now we're seeing like a sci-fi take on batman yeah and definitely like, uh and then from there we see carl rossum has an assistant and she comes out and introduces yeah. herself and she is a blonde bombshell mm. and she introduces herself and bruce shakes her hand and he notices that she's freezing and she says that yeah. she just came out yeah. of a cold room i believe yeah absolutely yeah. and uh, bruce is quite smitten and even uh because he well, to the to the regular viewer who doesn't know he's Batman, it seems as if he's going to take her on a date. But in the detective in him, you know that he's trying to get to the person that he could probably get information out of that works with Carl Rossum. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We uh, we are taken on that little journey. And where do we go after that? Yeah. So after um, we see the introduction of uh, Rhonda, Rhonda Dwayne. Um, we also get to see a, a clone being made by Hardak, which is when we get an idea of sort of the, uh-huh. the evil plan behind Hardak and the um, the unwitting role that Rossum is playing in the uh, demise of people in and around him. No so uh, we see a, a clone <laughs> of Commissioner Gordon is made. And, um, yeah, so uh, Hardak also annun- announces to Ronda when um, Rossum leaves that uh, Hardak needs more data but the commissioner is ready um, the first clone is ready and uh, that's where the commissioner Gordon clone heads over to uh, the commissioner's house kidnaps the uh, the commissioner 
And a great and, scene. Uh, and then walks back in with a cold new attitude when you're just saying that I'm fine. <laughs> I love that line. Too. Yeah. Dad, are you okay? I'm it's fine. Like, yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's like I was dinner. Like I know it's fine. And then uh, <laughs> that's where we get, start to also see a little bit of uh, the detective mind that Barbara has because she's starting to put yep. together real quick. Absolutely. That there's uh, something off with her dad. I'm not going dark again, but, but yes. Yeah, so um, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's where we we sort of notice Barbara, as you say, sort of getting an inkling that something's not right, and she she doesn't feel comfortable with him and uh you know understandably so and and she like uh bruce noticed with Rhonda, that um his hand is like ice uh which is a fantastic little yes. way of uh of connecting that up um to uh randa Dwayne. so yeah um and then we cut to a scene back in wayne enterprises where lucius and bruce are talking about you know uh meeting randa Dwayne later that evening he, he's like oh so you're going to try and squeeze some information out of it. He's maybe, well, maybe squeeze isn't the correct word, <laughs> um, which is what I enjoy. That's quite funny. Yeah, so then uh, once we see her there, we see that before they leave, she leaves her makeup, comp- her little compact foundation kit. Yes. Which happens to be another robot. Oh, it accesses accesses the computer at Wayne Enterprises, taking more information, which could be used later. Who knows? Yes, definitely. And then, of course, we see we go back to Wayne Manor, and Bruce is with uh, Rhonda, or Randa, whatever you want to call her. And they talk about Rossum's inventions, and before Bruce can turn the conversation towards that, uh, he gets a call from Lucius, correct? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's a theft, and he reports that theft, which we saw was the the makeup stuff. And Bruce, he wants to investigate that, and uh, he mentioned that the thieves only got away with fake files, luckily enough. Which I love, by the way. It's a brilliant little idea. He came up with some dummy files. Yeah, dummy files. And that the real ones, of course, are at his house. And little did he know that Hardak could hear this. He calls up Rhonda. And she, uh, we see in the Batcave, which that's weird seeing her in the Batcave, knocks out Alfred. She searches the house. She uses her little special vision goggles to find where it's located, the Batcave. And then she uh, hacks into the computer, the Bat yeah. computer, and leaves uh, that stuff to start downloading and downloading all the information. Yeah, it's just a fantastic scene. Um... Yeah, really love that when she goes into the basement and sees all the Batcave. Yeah, it's just so weird. And poor Alfred. He yeah. gets it enough. Then he gets uh, Yeah, Now yeah. it's happening at his own house. It is, yeah. And then when, uh, when Bruce flies home to, to see what's going on, he finds Alfred and um, you know, heads into the Batcave and starts trying to uh, speak to the, the, the computer and it just all goes berserk. Yeah, those are different colors flashing everywhere, and then he gets grabbed by the two metal arms that we saw earlier from fixing the uh, the uh, the glider um, that Bruce used, and that's where we end the episode. And it pulls him up, and he has that face that you have the expression pack of, and he does, cuts the yeah. black. <laughs> yeah, he does. He does absolutely. Yeah, so that is uh that is part one. 
Yeah. And as, yeah. even though it's a cool cliffhanger, like Scott said, it could have been trimmed and a lot and made into one episode. Or at least yeah, one episode. There's a, a lot of stuff dragged out in that. Definitely is. Um, what do you rate this episode? I'm going to go seven. I think this is a little bit higher than the, the part two, but I'll give this a seven. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's, that, that's fair. I'm going to go for six and a half. Six it's, and fair, half. it's fairly forgettable, to be honest. I think this first half pretty dragged out in reason, some parts. Yeah, the only reason I think most people remember this or even remember this happened is because everyone loves Silicon Soul so much. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more, yeah. All those <laughs> scenes are iconic in the next episode. Um, Which yeah. I can't to use that figure can't yeah, wait definitely uh, all right so of course it's not a big mystery what our next episode is going to be mm-hmm. and that's yep. going to be part two of this yes <laughs> and that's uh that's pretty fun it's interesting there are some interesting parts different characters that they use yeah new characters as well i think the barbara gordon bit is pretty cool and that's what we'll certainly see more of in the next uh, in the next episode even a little Harvey Dent. I mean, a yeah. Harvey Bullock. Oh, Harvey yeah. Bullock <laughs> gets to be in there and uh, yeah, some cool characters they use. I always love a grumpy Bullock. <laughs> Definitely. But uh, then we have a guest that we will be announcing later tonight. If you can check that out on our Instagram page. Also, that's going to it's gonna be in my story, but also on the DC uh, figures and collectibles instagram which we'll announce tonight and that'll be coming thursday we'll release that video as long as this full episode with the audio we continue to see uh, a lot of people listen to the episode a lot more subscriptions even seeing some good reviews on like uh the, the itunes page where the where the stuff is so that's always cool to see absolutely yeah and uh we we're having fun doing this right scott you having fun Absol- absolutely <laughs> yeah absolutely definitely having fun doing this yeah, this is especially the last few weeks, especially because we got some figures and we've actually gotten into doing some customs work. Things have gotten Absolutely. more. Good. Yeah, and speaking of weeks, what figure are you going to choose? Uh, figure of the week. I think you know it because I know you know it because I told you, but it's not a hard <laughs> one. Uh, I'm going to yeah. go with this custom Carnival, I call it, because that's his clown. Or Happy, if you call it by his mother's name. Yeah, I, love, I love that name, Carnival. It's a cool name for a clown. It is cool. Fantastic. But uh, that's my figure of the week. and It's because I put my own blood, sweat, and tears into it. And it actually yeah. looks semi-decent. But what is yours? I'd love to see you do the hospital scene, by the way, with that figure. That's ah, that's what I'm going to do to announce the episode. Huh? Yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd love to see you do that. Yeah, you've got to do it. You know what that Yeah, it's brilliant. <laughs> yeah, you've got to do that scene, man. I would love to see that. <laughs> um, okay, so figure of the week for me. Uh, photographed a various amount of figures. I, I usually tend to look back and think, oh, okay, well, I've photographed most or enjoyed photographing the most. Um, uh, it was a, quite an even spread this week. I was tempted to um, go for a certain figure that might even win it next week, but I'm going to go for this guy, the um, oh. Arkham Knight Batman. Now you're rubbing it in. Uh, just for being one of the most incredible and complete figures that I've ever seen. Uh, amazing. That amazing makes me figure. wish I started collecting earlier. Yeah. Every time you photograph it or show it off, it looks brilliant. And he's freaking amazing, man. This figure is just outstanding. And our yeah, portions of that matte are a lot of it matte. There's looks like there's mm. patches of gloss. There is, yeah, absolutely. 
it's just freaking amazing, man. Fantastic figure. Love it to death. It's probably so hard to get now. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah, honestly, it is expensive. Um, yeah, it's talking like 40, 50 quid for someone. Like, I, I hope, I think sometime we should have you look at your collection and see uh, what is valued now. <laughs> Likewise, man. I, like I think that. that you have some of the rarest figures, though, because you have figures that are worth like, like 300 bucks. <laughs> we could do that. That could be a cool, a cool, that'd be crazy. Yeah, alternative episode wants to do some, some people uh, have figure valuing. Yeah. yeah, some people have stocks. Our stocks are plastic. <laughs> Our stocks are plastic, yeah, definitely. But Yeah, because you do. I was looking after we talked about the Grundy. I was looking at the different figures you have. And that's like, holy crap, he's sitting mm. on gold. <laughs> yeah, so some expensive stuff, man. There really is. Yeah, but so. luckily, you were at top of it when you were collecting and you got the good stuff. I yeah, I, and patience is key, which is something that sometimes I don't have. And you know, as figure photographers, patience isn't in our DNA usually, but sometimes we have to sort of um, splice it to make it work. <laughs> yes, that's very well put. I'll freely admit I have no patience. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. especially Same with like Yeah, um, it's an idea that pops into head. It's got to be done there, and that's it. That's that's the be all end all. Yeah. Speed is everything. So we will have a guest on the next part of this. And, Absolutely. Uh, if you're listening, it's going to be on the next couple of seconds. And if you're watching the video, it's the next video. Or the one before yeah. this. So, uh, again, happy Guy Fox Day. Even if you're listening to this four days from now and you happen to sync up. I mean, how cool is that? Yeah. Hope you enjoy it. Hope you have a good Guy Fox Day. <laughs> and uh, we hope that you enjoy the next part of the podcast. Goodbye. Tyler G. here on behalf of Skilly World, which is a new trivia app that allows you to win money. So if you're a big fan of Jeopardy and you're always thinking, shoot, I could be winning tons of money if I could only get on that show, don't worry about it. Just download the Skilly app, and if you use Batman Figs as a code, you'll get a free game, which you can start winning money without putting any money in. That's always great. So make sure to try out Skilly app. And you could use all that pop culture trivia that you have accumulated through years of binge-watching Netflix and other shows and different streaming services. Apply that knowledge and win some money. Again, use code BATMANFIGS for a free game today. Hello and welcome to the guest portion of DC Figures and Collectibles. Tyler and Scott back with you. And we are joined by Dan of Tiny Epic Photos. And he is also uh, more near Scott's uh, area of town than where I am. So if you are taken by his sweet British accent, then you know where, that he is near Scott. Uh, we're happy to have him. If you are not following, a, a following him on Instagram, again, you can find them at Tiny Epic Photos, just as it sounds, just as it's spelled. No uh, underlines or anything like that. And if you look at his photos, you uh, will see that he definitely has his own style. It's easily recognizable after you've seen it. And uh, we're gonna we're happy to have him on so we can learn a little bit about how he shaped that. So, Dan, if you if you would and if you could, we'd like to learn a little mm -hmm. bit about maybe some of your influences growing up and. What initially got you interested in all things pop culture and that sort of thing? 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, I, I mean, I grew up on, you know, Saturday morning cartoons and, uh, and action figures and yeah, just, uh, film has always been a big part of my life. Um, so I, you know, I, every Saturday I watch, you know, Ghostbusters, Batman and, um, yeah. all the usual stuff. Um, big fan of the the 90s spider-man and x-men series as well um, classics yeah yeah and then um sort of educationally i um i studied filmmaking at university and that was always a you know sort of nerding out on on <laughs> film and and whatnot um yeah just just really drives my my style nice well uh, when did you first come across Instagram and start coming across seeing uh, toy photography? So toy photography, uh, I started doing, so I, I started collecting Lego again about four years ago. Oh, nice. And okay. at about the same time, I got really into macro photography. And okay. as Scott will attest, being in the UK, going out, Taking photos outside not always uh, not always possible because the weather sucks. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, couldn't agree more on that. <laughs> so I'd often find myself testing out my macro skills on little Lego minifigs and stuff, and you know I found that I was getting some really nice shots. And uh, yeah, I, I then the sort of my filmmaking background sort of kicked in, and it's like, oh, I can you know light these and, and make it look a little bit cooler and. Um, and yeah, that's sort of how my style developed. Is is just, and they were rubbish at first, um, but I started putting them on Instagram, and I, you know, looking at what the, what tags I should be using, and then following those tags and finding other toy photographers, and really started getting into the community. And it took a couple of years for me to start um, sort of taking it seriously. Um, and it was, I think, January last year where I set up Tiny Epic Photos. Um, nice on Instagram and started sort of posting daily and working with practical effects and stuff like that. Um, just to bring, bring my photos to life. Yeah. Special effects is something that we've been talking about, um, in the pre-show to this podcast actually, mm -hmm. and how it helps and how, so how it helps with storytelling and things like that. So, um, one thing that obviously noticed looking at your page is that you don't overdo the special effects is one thing that I really, really like, because you see a lot of people when yeah. they just, photoshop it to hell or something but uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah it looks brilliant i love the like, the subtlety like for example where look at this picture now of the bat cycle uh, uh, i made a serious fan it's very easy for us to look at that and uh, i love the special effects that you've put on that mm -hmm. it's awesome yeah for that one it was just um so i use atmosferosol as a lot of as toy photographers do um, yes take so much of our money <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, nice bit of backlighting and um, just some some atmos to sort of try and get that sort of uh, pushing through through smoke in in uh, you know a, a foggy a foggy Gotham street. Uh, but I think I also put some motion blur on in in Photoshop, but not too much. Um, yeah, you don't want to ruin the aesthetic. How do you find atmosphere aerosol? Because I feel like sometimes it, it's brilliant and other times it's just so frustrating. It can be really tricky to, and it's, I find it's all about light placement. 
Um, yeah. So if you want to get like that low fog, you got to have a really low backlight. Um, but also at the same time, reinforce that backlight with a downlight so that you, you get like, a nice flat plane, if that makes sense. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I know what you mean. Um, and shutter speed and everything will, will play into sort of how well it comes across in camera. Now, do you have a significant other? I do. I do have a partner, yes. Now, what do they think of your hobby and everything that's going on on your Instagram? Oh, she really, you know, she enjoys it. She uh, has to put with a, a house full of toys. Um, <laughs> you know, just at, at no point has she discouraged me away from it. She's really encouraging. And, yeah, I couldn't ask for a better partner in this, I don't think. Nice. That's always good to hear that, especially that someone's supportive of something that you love. Yeah, cool. and she, you know, she spends about as much on baking and uh, cookbooks and stuff as I do on figures, so we each have our <laughs> own thing. Nice. Plus, you win in that, getting the baking. Oh, okay. yeah. So much cake. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> uh, now, uh, when, did, do you, when do you attempt to do these photos? Is this something that you do at night as something like a wind down? Uh, do you do this during the day? When do you find time to take your photos? And is it something that you like to it's take your time usually, with as, as quick as possible? What? I like to take my time with something. So if I, there'll be two, sort of two ways I'll approach a photo. Either it'll be an idea I've had for a while and it's something I'm just trying to work through. Um, and, you know, with those big ideas, um, I like to, you know, I, I can take up to sort of six, six hours to, you know, from start of the shoot to, you know, actually, actually finishing it off. Um, but uh, just um, so point of the day, it's usually when I finish work. Uh, okay. So I'm a freelance animator. Um, nice. Which means I work from home anyway. Um, <laughs> and I, I have my Mac on one side of the room and I have my photography stuff on the other and most of the time it's like, right, done work. And I'll just swivel my chair around and <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get going on, on some toy photos. Nice. Uh, just switch the alter egos that quickly. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and other times, you know, I, I might spend like a Saturday. Uh, so I'll, you know, uh, I think a couple of my Star Wars shots recently were, you know, they took a little bit more time in setting up. Play around with setting figures and the perspective, and you know maybe the afternoon set up the lights, and just really you know take a take a slow process with it. Nice. That's a that sounds very the way it should be done. <laughs> yes, it's not always that way. Sometimes it's rushed, and sometimes it's frustrating, and everything's fallen over, and I walk away. <laughs> <laughs> now but, you do shoot. Uh, so go, go ahead. I, th well, I, uh, say, I think as the as time goes on, I'm getting those less frustrated moments um, because it's starting to you know feel a bit more natural to you know pose and light and you know stuff still falls over all the time because I could, I, I rush like nothing else. <laughs> well, I gotta say, it definitely looks like you take your time in all your photos. Nice. Huh? Uh, in terms of what what figures you like to shoot, it looks like you have a a lot of different. Uh, figures from different brands different lines what do mm -hmm. you find what do you find that uh, you like to gravitate towards and pick up over the others 
it really depends what sort of mood I'm in. Um, so I probably did more Marvel sort of this summer with the build up to Infinity War and stuff, you know, and it's, you know, it, I, I get caught up in the hype with things. Um, and then, yeah, lately I've been doing a lot of Star Wars stuff because I've got a lot more, you know, I've bought more of the new waves of the Star Wars figures. So I've been using those a lot more in my shots. Um, and yeah, it, it's I do a lot of Zelda shots as well. Uh, Zelda's always a, a big thing um, that I like to shoot just because I connect with the character so much. And uh, the Zelda franchise has been, you know, gaming it's, itself has been a huge thing throughout my life as well. Um, but yeah, it's really just whatever grabs my attention, whatever grabs my imagination, and you know, where yeah. the mood goes. Really. And you still like to throw in the occasional Lego shot here and there as well. I do like to throw in the occasional Lego shot here and there. It's um, they're tricky to do. Um, like it's obviously how I started out, and I really enjoy doing them. But like getting the the emotion out of something that has like four points of articulation or five points of articulation, <laughs> um, and is so small, um, is is a challenge. And it's is one that I you know sometimes really enjoy. Now, you uh. What do you, what, how long would you say it took before you found what you would say is your style? Because if looking at your pictures, you you do mix it up a lot. You do use a different a lot of lines, Marvel, DC, mm-hmm. Lego. But you also tend to have your fingerprint, your own personal style. How long do you think it took until you were, you were happy with how you are right now? Um, I don't know if I found it yet. Like, personally, like, okay. I'm always trying to change it up. Like, I'm always... You know, if I, if something starts feeling samey, I'll try and do new stuff. Um, and I think a lot of my style comes from my uh, post-production process and the, the grading that I use as well. Um, ah. So I'll never go too harsh on the blacks or, like, raise the highlights too far. Um, so it's, it's sort of like a, a low-contrast look. Um, but... Um, but yeah, I'm always trying to change things up. I'm always trying to make things look new and fresh. Um, but I, you know, it's great when people um, approach me and say, "Yeah, I, I always know a picture is by you because you've got such a unique style." And that's it. it's a it's a huge. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it as well. Always trying to change things and do something different. Yeah, I've got a really do like that. It's a good uh, good way to look at it and you know, to put your own style on something that's completely different as well. That's always good fun. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. Um, and I, yeah, I don't like things to stagnate. So it's always, I always like a challenge and, and to yeah. just push it a little bit further. So in terms of the actual photography side, what do you use to um, take the pictures with? Uh, so I shoot with a Canon 6D um, with a Canon L series 100mm macro lens. Nice. Um, nice. That was awesome. It's such a versatile lens, so you can get really close and, you know, you might need a better room, but you can go a bit further back and just get a, a whole scene of, you know, maybe four or five. In fact, now I shot a scene with 11 figures in once. Like I did Dang, quite nice. uh, Infinity War um, sort of uh, dio. Um, and, yeah, so, you know, I had to go quite a bit back because it's 100mm lens, but it you know, <laughs> did the trick. That sounds awesome. And you, I can't wait to see that photo now. 
Oh, I think uh, that one uh, came out in the summer, just before the release the of summer? that game. Okay, yeah. I'll have to go back and look at that then. But um, you have on your links in your in your bio, if you go and check out his Instagram, you have a link uh, where it shows that you worked with Exclude Collective. Can you tell us a little mm-hmm. bit about that? Uh, so recently, I mean, um, Jack from Exclude Collective actually um, lives like five minutes away from me. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> Which was really weird and random um, because when I started toy photography and set up the Instagram, I was like, oh, there's this, you know, collective. they seem to be like this internationally renowned publication uh, for toy photography. It's like, okay. And then I uh, met up with someone who was part of the team and he was like, you know, Jack's like, like based in Norwich, where I'm from. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I'll get in touch with him. And he's like, yeah, I'm just like down the road, man. <laughs> okay. So he comes around for like tea, like every so often when he's not busy. Um, That's awesome. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we got chatting uh, last year because I set up a mental health awareness project um, called With Toys in Mind. Um, it has its own uh, toy photography uh, profile as well on Instagram, and that's all about toy photographers using their photographs to talk about mental illness or issues around mental illness and just to create a, a positive awareness about it. Uh, so Jack had this idea to sort of create a, a book themed around that. And um, so we released that. It was an anthology. So we got 10 other um, toy photographers involved, um, all of whom had either been a big part of the project or someone I saw as sort of a big influence on the community itself. Um, nice. and, uh, we put that together and it was a really incredible experience to work with these great artists that I've admired for, for many, many months, some years. Um, and we, there were two weeks, so we sold it in September, uh, and there was a two week, uh, order period and we ended up raising, uh, 1200 pounds. Uh, so about $1,500. Uh, wow. for Samaritans, uh, which yeah, I'm really, really proud of. Um, yeah. Now that's Fantastic. something, especially that's crazy to think that a bunch of uh, older men playing with plastic toys, taking photos, can make such a positive impact. Yeah, and it wasn't just men. <laughs> I made sure to cut that down. Like, the, the, yeah, the the nice. anthology contained five five guys and 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 five girls. That is awesome. awesome. Those perspectives. Plus, uh, it, it definitely puts a, a much nicer light on people that take toy photography photos. Yeah. That's for sure. <laughs> um, and for me, it's, you know, it's, it's a cathartic experience. It's, it's something because I um, have suffered with depression, anxiety for most of my life. And it's something I've really connected with. And it really helps just, just settle my mood sometimes. I definitely understand that. I when I had uh, three back surgeries, I definitely feel like I suffered a little bit with some depression. <laughs> so yeah, no, it, I definitely uh, feel like the toy process and getting it out creativity with your creativity that uh, mm-hmm. is very very uh, therapeutic. Yes, completely. So that is, I think that what you did is brilliant. Hopefully, that becomes an annual thing. Hopefully, if it's not too much work. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was a lot of work for everyone, but I, you know, it it was worth it. And I think, yeah, there'll be, if it's not in the same form, there'll be similar things further down the line. Yeah. That is very cool. Something positive coming out of the toy photography community. Definitely. 
yeah and there's so much positivity in the community um it's yeah and it's half the reason i still do talk photography well we're glad you do because your images are pretty amazing and they're also fun it's just nice to see something new every day thanks um, in terms of traditional questions we're gonna have to ask you uh, it's something a little bit different from toy photography but I, definitely something i'm sure influences yours we want to ask you what is your top three favorite batman the animated series episodes oh um there's a beautiful new batman adventure shot yeah if i can remember <laughs> the names of the episodes oh we'll help you out if you give us hints. Yeah, it's, a, it's a good challenge for us to name them from people's description uh i really like uh, batman in the basement is that okay with the penguins? Oh, cool. A terrible episode, but I love it. The nostalgia. <laughs> yeah, the nostalgia. Um, the, um, the first freeze episode. Heart of Ice. Heart of Ice. Um, That's a classic. I really like uh, the Man Bat episodes, which were the first episodes, weren't they? Mm. Oh, the first yeah. episodes. Can't go wrong with that. No, on Leather Wings. Yes. Fantastic choice. Brilliant episode. Now we got to hope that you're also a gamer. Yeah, well, you, you mentioned you're a big gamer, so you're a big fan of the Arkham games as well. Arkham games are fantastic. Um, yes. So, yeah, I, I think Arkham City is probably my favorite of the. Really? Three, well, the, yeah, Arkham City. Arkham Origins, not so much, but that, was, that wasn't Rocksteady. Yeah. And, yeah, Arkham Knight was great. No, there, was just, there was just something that didn't feel quite as Batman about it. It was probably the giant. <laughs> um, but no, so Batman's which... always been a, a big influence. Um, not so much just in my toy photography, but also, you know, illustration wise and just the, the, the sort of dark gothic nature of, of the bat. Yeah. Is Batman your favorite superhero? Uh, yeah, I think out of all, yeah, the, the DC definitely is, is definitely out of, closely followed by Green Lantern. Oh, nice. Green Lantern. Who's your favourite Green Lantern? Uh, would be, I quite like Kyle. You are a 90s kid. Uh, <laughs> a lot of people he's go a bit for Kyle right now. He's got a heart of gold. Yeah. <laughs> Now, speaking of dark, uh, what have you seen, and what do you think of the new Joker movie? I haven't seen it yet. Um, oh no, you need to get to see it. Been on my list. Amazing. Like, very busy few weeks, so I've not had a chance to get out and go to the cinema. Uh, I definitely want to catch it at some point, and I've heard some really good things. I cannot oh, wait man, to hear yeah. your, your thoughts. Yeah. No, it's um, so hopefully in the next week because um, yeah, work has been really busy over the last the last month or so. So yeah, in the next week or so, I plan to sort of maybe have a cinema day and just go and binge everything that I've missed. Oh man, you got to do it! Yeah, you're gonna love Joker. It's freaking amazing. Cool. Yeah, you. I hope that you uh, you do give us your thoughts on it once you, especially since you have a cinema background. I do. Um, that would and- be nice. From what I've seen, it doesn't. It it makes quite a few um, very blunt references to Martin Scorsese's work, who is one of my favourite directors. So, 
<laughs> have you seen King of Comedy? I have seen King of Comedy. Yeah, ah. I've watched it probably about ten years, but yes, yeah, in, that came across in the trailer, and even the casting of Robert De Niro is quite an obvious um, reference to that. Nice. It's actually nice to hear that someone's seen it because I feel like anyone I ask, not too many people have seen it nowadays, at least. Yeah, no, it's, it's certainly one of his lesser-known films. Uh, but no, I watched it. Um, yeah, I think it was part of like a uni thing to, you know, we just were thrown a load of films. It's like, just watch this. And then we come back and talk about it. Nice. Well, in terms of Batman in general, what mm-hmm. would you say in, in media, what would you say is your favorite Batman? Favorite Batman? It's Conroy. Conroy. Okay. Yeah. Even over 89 bats and all that? Yeah. No, I okay. take Conroy over everyone. Yep. <laughs> nice. And then so far, because you haven't seen it, what, as to this point, who is your favorite version of Joker live action? Oh, live action Joker. Right. Yes. Uh, Heath Ledger, I think. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to see what you think after. <laughs> oh, definitely. definitely. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, Jack Nicholson, sure. close second to Heath Ledger, I think. Oh, I love Jack Nicholson's joke. Jared Leto just way down. <laughs> I try to forget that he exists. Yeah, no, that was <laughs> that was bad. Uh, but okay, Scott. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely, uh, I definitely think it's between Nicholson and. Uh, Ledger, but then I've seen I've seen this new Joker movie. My God, I think uh, I feel like you may you may be close to changing your mind. Okay, Ledger Ledger was good, but oh my God, Phoenix, what a performance! I think he's actually going to win an Oscar. It's incredible. But um, yeah, if we're going off Batman, really, really good. Yeah, definitely. No, if we're going off previous Batman movies, um, what are you going to give as your your favorite overall? I mean, it's there's some great ones to choose from, but. What are you going to give us your number one? Number one. So live action Batman films? Yeah. I think probably Dark Knight. Yeah. Purely for Heath Ledger. Yeah. So definitely Dark Knight with Heath Ledger. Um, and then followed probably by Batman Returns. Ah, Batman Returns. Yeah, that's a good choice. Not a lot of people mention Batman Returns. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll definitely. I just agree. love the art style of it. And I think Tim Burton yeah. really nailed that sort of straight from the comic book uh, Art Deco art style. Couldn't agree more, yeah. It, it, it sort of took what I had in 89 and just sort of, um, I don't know, it, it was weird. He kept that sort of dark feel, but sort of brightened it, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's a really difficult balance that he seemed to nail in that. I, in Batman 89, I love the amount of smoke he uses. There isn't a scene where there isn't smoke coming from oh. the floor. <laughs> Just a sewer grate everywhere. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, there's a smoke coming from the city all over the place. Brilliant. But um, yeah, Batman Returns, amazing movie. Good storyline as well. And fantastic actors and actresses. It's a, it's a shame that those, like that line of films, didn't continue to be great. Yes, yeah. Batman Forever was the first stumble in the. Most uh, on the road, yeah. A lot of people that said they love Batman Forever, which I don't, I don't really get. They say it's like the closest to, they say it's the closest to the animated series. I don't really see any connection there. I'm not gonna lie. 
I'd say Batman Returns was probably the closest to the animated series because it really set up yeah. that style. Yeah, um, and, that, and that Batman and Catwoman sort of relationship as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But yeah, Batman Forever was, yeah, a, a road down a, a, a slippery slope. Yeah, and, speak, in, and speaking, of, uh, speaking of Batman and Catwoman, what do you think of the new Batman movie that's going to be coming out? Say, well, say next year, be a couple of years. But what do you think of um, of the castings, the, the sort of plots, the villains as well? So, who've we got at the moment? We've got um, Pattinson as Batman. I don't really have an issue with that. Yeah, I yeah, I think he he can do a, a good job. I think you know he's he's gonna he's having to do a lot of work to sort of shake that that Twilight image that people have mm-hmm. of him. And yeah, uh, it's almost it's almost good that he's being criticised because the expectation will be lower, and you know people have slated mm-hmm. so many other different people. People slated the Joker movie at first. And oh, completely. Now I mean, yeah, if you if you look at Michael Keaton, like he got completely slated. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's too short. <laughs> he, was, he was too short. He basically all he did in was like Mr. Nanny, which was a comedy. Uh, <laughs> no one really understood how he could be this. This this gritty um, this gritty comic book hero. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, but they no, absolutely but, uh, nailed it. I th- I th- I think it could be a good film. I think uh, DC because I wasn't a fan of Zack Snyder and his take on the DC universe. I thought it was a bit too dark and it didn't have much depth. Uh, Batman versus Superman seemed like just a kid slamming his action figures together and not in a very creative way um but yeah i think the the last few films that i've watched from them so shazam was great um yes aquaman was a lot of fun a lot of silly nonsense um (laughs) but it it reminded me just of like an 80s or 90s adventure film um and wonder woman was pretty good as well um yeah i think since since justice league they've been getting a lot better because i think they've hopefully hit a rock bottom with this <laughs> yeah. side squad and now it's like a, okay well you know we've got to make these better now and mm-hmm. just compete with the marvel franchise i have to say though i do feel like the birds of prey and suicide squad movies are a step they, they initially they look like a step backwards and i'm not quite sure on them yet hopefully they've learned from their mistakes i just hope oh. they ha- I, that black mask actually has a black mask mm-hmm because Ewan McGregor does not look right so far for a Black Mask character. No, I would agree. He's, I mean, Ewan McGregor for me is always going to be a clean cut, good guy. Obi Wan. I'm really going to struggle to see him as a, yeah, a mobster. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. And it, like, initially, people were saying that he's going to be one of the best villains that they've seen, but I'm not not entirely convinced by that. He looks a little bit too camp to be Black Mask. Mm-hmm. Black Mask is a gritty, like an Arkham Origins gritty mob boss, like you say, and you know, he's a it's all about money and, and you know, cares little else for for um for things and yeah, it just doesn't seem to quite fit so far. It's very strange. No. Um but then, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker. No one saw that coming. <laughs> yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. There's new rumors where uh, Golem might be Alfred. Have you seen that? I have. Yes. Fant- fantastic rumors. It is a fantastic rumor. I think Andy Circus 
I mean, they might do a lot of aging of him, but he feels a bit too young to be an Alfred. He kind of does, unless he's like super involved. Yeah, I mean, they might sort of change Alfred's storyline a bit, but for me, Alfred has always been sort of a stalwart of of the the Wayne family. You know, he's you know, I see him as looking yeah. after Thomas and and Martha through through their adulthood. You know, and raising you know their kids. So it always it always felt right that he'd be in his sort of fifties, sixties. Yes. Yeah, so so glad we are actually getting an Alfred because there was strong rumours it was going to be a female. Assisting uh, Bruce, which is just one of the most garbage PC things I've ever heard. So I'm glad that glad it looks like we're getting bad. Alfred. What? I, I, it's just too PC. Just stick to the comic <laughs> book. If you want to get a woman involved, do a Batgirl movie. Right. Yeah, there wasn't. They can't. You could use that 1966 character. Wasn't there a female around the Batcave? Or not the Batcave, but she was around Wayne Manor at least. They could have just cast um, somebody that is actually you know, a character around Bruce that is um, who is female. Yeah. yeah, so um, like in the animated series, you've got um, oh, the name escapes me right now. Tyler, you'll know who I'm uh, Leslie talking Tompkins? about. Leslie Tompkins, of course. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So they could have just cast her and had her as a, as a good involvement. And that yeah, she's been, been in the back of yeah, that yeah. would have been a good that would have been a good way to do it rather than recasting Alfred, which thank God they're not going to do. Yes, because uh, who else we've we got rumored? We've got Colin Farrell rumored. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Matthew McConaughey. I mean, it's just so many. They're just going to throw names until some of them stick, aren't they? Yeah, Jonah Hill was supposed to be Penguin. <laughs> Matthew McConaughey is Two Face, though. That could. That could really work. That could, or it could be like you're watching one of those Le- Lexus commercials. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he has the potential to be good as long as he's able to switch out of that southern accent. Yeah, yeah. But that'd be actually, eh, that could work. <laughs> um, and. Uh, Oh, is Jonah Hill still rumoured for Penguin? Or is no, that been... apparently he's out now. Oh, okay. That would have been interesting. Yeah, I couldn't complete switch to what we're used to seeing him in, in those kind mm. of films, so I would have been interested to see. But, uh, yeah, apparently he's demanding too much money, and anybody who just demands too much money for a film is just, yeah. Yeah, don't do it for the money. Yeah, you can don't. tell the heart's, yeah. heart's not in it. <laughs> Yeah, he was demanding more than he was demanding more than Pattinson was getting, so that's a bit strange. I mean, that's crazy. Because yeah, I imagine crazy. with this this giant ensemble film of villains versus one hero, they're not going to get much screen time each. That's true. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really looking forward to seeing this movie. Though. Apparently, it's going to be like a long Halloween kind of story or something like that. With it, lots of like lots of Batman detective things and. Obviously, we're going to get the Riddler in it. Really looking forward to seeing the Riddler properly uh, portrayed. Not not that stupid Batman Forever garbage. <laughs> really looking forward to seeing him. Uh, you know, if we get a really gritty Arkham verse sort of Riddler, I'd love to see that. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. Have we got any rumours for who's going to be Riddler? There's someone already cast, and I believe he was oh. in There Will Be Blood. He is the oh, son. Yes, yeah. of course. Yeah. 
no, I, yeah, I can see. Looks like a, he'll be a good riddler. Mm-hmm. I'm actually thinking. I hope that uh, that Gollum doesn't become Alfred because I can actually see him as a good Mad Hatter. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that. Totally I know there's works. rumors that he's supposed to be in it. Hopefully. Oh, that'd be awesome to see a live. I hope we see some new it. stuff. Some new stuff. Yeah, I don't yeah. want them just, you know, treading over the. Because Joker's been done now, and I always love a Joker, and... but yeah. let's, yeah, like a black mask uh, or like a Mad Hatter, yeah, just just something new. Kill a croc. Yeah. Ventriloquist. Yeah, croc would be good. I'd love to see a proper Mr. Freeze done as well. A proper, mm-hmm. proper, a proper Mr. Freeze movie um, with Batman. Solo? would be cool if, if they maybe. I feel like it'd be a little bit boring, though. It's sort of a joke. You can mix it up and do so many cool things. I mean, but Mr. Freeze might be a bit too... Um, too monotone. But Unless it was... A, uh, it was a, a sort of a prologue to a Batman versus Mr. Freeze film. So if it yeah, was that, him, that could work. An origin, yeah. entire Origins film mm. could work. That'd be quite cool, yeah. I'd like, yeah, yeah I'd, Love to see a movie one day where uh, perhaps they'll do it in this trilogy where you see a movie from the villain's point of view or something. I know we've got Joker, but something that includes Batman in it that's mm-hmm. going up against them. And, you know, we see it from the villain's perspective, but I mean, we're supposed to be getting a trilogy with a few movies coming off of this as well. So I, can, I think they're talking about a Catwoman movie if it's well received, which I don't think that would be. A, yeah. With DC, there's always these ideas and these things that were <laughs> happening, and then they always just. Yeah. Don't. Just like DC collectibles. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, that is absolutely um, true. Because uh, I think yeah, Green Lantern's now pegged for a HBO series. Uh, oh, God, yeah. It's, it's, it's going to be a catastrophe. Yeah. It yeah. just sucks I mean, that you have to pay extra to see it. Yes, yeah. I mean, yeah, either either side of the Atlantic, that's quite, quite a bit of money you... just to watch Green Lantern. <laughs> Especially if you're going to be getting the Disney to see the Mandalorian, and then you got Netflix and Hulu, Amazon Prime. Yeah, and... those streaming services are starting to get a little bit ridiculous with how many there are. Because it used to be easy. Yeah. It used to be, you can have Amazon, you can have Netflix, or Hulu. You got everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and even you've now got the DC Universe, which, oh, despite, yeah, them, despite them saying it was a trial period for America only, they still haven't opened it up. No, but also I think they're dismantling that. Hopefully, yeah, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me because like you said, Tyler as well, like the Batman the um, Ninja Turtles movie was on there for like a certain amount of time, then taken off, which makes no sense at all. I mean, if you're you can't pay... even watch Batman '89 on there, yeah, yeah, like if you're gonna pay for this service, why why are they picking and choosing what you can see? That that's just doesn't make any sense. And then if you watch their latest Titans episode, that seems like more of their budget went to auto-tone to, for a singing project than any, like, Beast Boy or anything like that. Poor Beast Boy. That guy gets no love. And you know it's just because they can't afford the special effects. But Yeah. <laughs> uh, good point. Green Tiger. Now, before we wrap things up, are there any projects that we could look forward to you coming up anything from exclude collude exclude collective or anything that you yourself have coming up uh no further plans with exclude at the moment but uh that's probably going to change over the next few months i imagine uh when i can pin jack down on anything um (laughs) 
and uh, there's going to be, you know, I'm still going to carry on with, with Toys in Mind. Uh, so that's an ongoing thing that I have where yes. uh, we have monthly challenges and stuff. Um, so that's over, you know, at with Toys in Mind on Instagram uh, where um, you can use a, the hashtag with Toys in Mind uh, to sort of talk about Manson Ulmus and, and things like that and just, you know, raise a bit of awareness. Um, and... I think that's all I've got going at the moment. Yeah. It's hard I, to think when I've, I've got sort of two months of animating work just cramming uh, into my life. Like, that sounds like more than enough, I'm not going to lie. Yes. Scott? Yeah, I want to say a massive thanks for you to come, uh, for coming on the show. And yeah, love talking to you about Batman and loving the shots as well that you've been doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, no shout worries, out. Be- before we go, I just wanted to have a shout out for this shot. Yes, Red Hood, love this, uh, <laughs> love this shot, and then the fact that you put two different colours on there, the tone, absolutely love that. Couldn't not mention that before we go. Um, oh, yeah, fantastic it, shot. Really pleased with that figure. <laughs> yeah, oh, that figure's so sick, isn't it? And uh, yeah. it makes yeah. me. Yeah, I got the Mattel version. Feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you should get it, Tyler. You should. It's amazing. Well, he's tempting me, especially. You could just see how much color makes too, because those are like two different style shots. There's different feels to yeah. it, but same pose. It's brilliant. And uh, again, if you guys are not following Dan, you can find him at Tiny Epic Photos. And like he already mentioned, he has a link to Exclude Collective uh, with Toys in Mind. There's an anthology in there, and he has the link to with Toys in Mind's Instagram page, and you can follow that as well. And you you would do yourself a favor in following him. Uh, he posts very uh, brilliant photos, and it's not just one thing. He has it's it's a bunch of different things, all from pop culture, so you don't get heavily loaded down with Marvel or DC. You get a variety, and it's even cool to see Link. You don't see Link too much nowadays, so it's nice to see Zelda get some love. Uh, and uh, I do want to thank you again, Dan. For joining, no worries. Uh, yeah, big for joining you, yeah. us because it already sounds like you're a busy man with your job and the fact that you also put so much time and love into your art and your creativity with the photos. So thanks for joining us and nerding out with us. And again, no uh, this is DC Figures and Collectibles, where we get our frustrations and our uh, our just stress out and through creative pathways with our toys. And uh, this has been a blast. Thank you, Dan. Again, please follow him and check out what Toys of Mind as well. And we will be back next week with another guest and more plastic news. Goodbye.